Welcome to episode 74 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Amber. I'm Danny. And I'm Chris. And today, I hope you're ready to get jump scared. Happy Halloween! Ooh. Woohoo! But we're talking about one of my all-time favorite things in the entire world. Um, we've got games, we've got books, we've got a movie now. What are we talking about, guys? Bambi. <laughs> Today we're talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> so, hope you guys are ready to talk about Purple Guy and Phone Guy and another Purple Guy. <laughs> this is timely since, like, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. A new movie just came out. It's like we planned this. Yeah. And our listeners say we never plan anything for the podcast. I think you say that. 47 messages a day saying, (laughs) why don't you come prepared to these podcasts? I'm like, anybody can do it if you're prepared. It takes true talent to do it completely unprepared. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see you guys try to record a podcast at 9 p.m. on a Monday night. Yeah, you 47 losers. Get out of here. <laughs> so what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, Geeky Weeks first, right? Yeah, let's talk about our Geeky Weeks first. Who's got a Geeky Week? Danny's well, looking, looking like she's drawing a blank. <laughs> I'll go first. Um, we went to the final week of... Halloween haunt at King's Dominion this weekend. Um, pretty pretty cool to see Christmas decorations. Um, <laughs> Marketing. Um, but also it was it was cool to be there on the last week. Um, dressed up, I was dressed up in my Halloween costume. I was Cinema Roll from San Rio. Um, yeah, and also saw the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Loved it. Almost choked on popcorn because um, the biggest jump scare was, in fact, a YouTuber. Um, cameo. Cameo. Yeah, I was looking for the word. Yeah, I got spoiled. <laughs> I've not seen it yet. Well, I, I'm sure if your TikTok looks anything like mine, you're getting yeah. a lot of spoilers. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's about all I've done recently. Enjoying the spooky season. Nice. What about you, Danny? Well, for spooky weekend, Halloween weekend, I was Kirby for Halloween. I saw. Swole, <laughs> swole Kirby. Swole Kirby. <laughs> I did not go with the Amazon Prime inflatable suits i made my own so you made your own inflatable suit no i wore (laughs) pink with a kirby beanie and called that an outfit see that's that's kind of what i did i wore a cinema roll beanie with with my own outfit (laughs) hey it works it works i saw a lot of cool costumes out there i wore a six dollar shirt from from walmart and probably got more comments than both of you yeah definitely (laughs) But other than that, 
uh, Fortnite is bringing back one of their original <laughs> maps. Whoa, wait, that's actually kind of cool. So Taylor, of- Taylor's version? Fortnite Taylor's version. 1989. Yes. But a lot of people are excited about that. Prime Fortnite. That's cool. it for me. Cool. So I went to Haunt last night also. Closed the joint down at midnight. Nice. Got to see the final show of Be Still the Night or whatever it's called. <laughs> Conjure, <laughs> Conjure the Blood. <laughs> Blood, bloody night, bloody conjure, something. Yeah. There, there was some conjuring. And there were some nights. Some and blood? I saw the last one. And uh, the, it ended basically at midnight. Okay. And they put it all out there. It was oh, pretty cool to nice. see. Had a big crowd. Everybody clapped. They walked off. That's that's pretty neat to see. I wonder if those performers also do like their Christmas shows. Or if they have separate... Christmas and Halloween performers. It'd be cool if they did the Christmas show in their same costumes. Oh, Mm. on ice skates. (laughs) On ice skates. (laughs) With knives in their hands. They're rolling out the ice skating rink, though. Yeah. There was no fountain yesterday in the the lake. Pardon our dust. (laughs) That's okay. We'll, We'll shift gears into Christmas. Go celebrate it there. Yeah. Yeah, besides that, I started replaying or playing again uh, Saints Row. Oh. The, the most recent one. Finally. There's a, uh, there's a recent I, one? Yeah, there's a recent one. Number four? or It's just called Saints Row. Oh. And been playing that on the PS5. And it's interesting. Did you make it's your good. classic character? I, I miss the superpowers <laughs> of four. Like, if mm. you remember in four, you could, like, yeah. jump. A mile and stuff. I missed that, but um, yeah, had to had to create create a character. Very in depth process of creating a character. Nice. And yes, I did create a, a female. Mostly because the dialogue, I can't stand the. Can I use the word douchiness of <laughs> of the male actors' voices? And I know it's it's part of the shtick. But uh, I, I just can't stand listening to that for hours and hours. Yeah. The entire, the entire yeah. So I, I pick a, a female voice that it's it's a lot more fun also to roll up on a posse of thugs and just absolute <laughs> kick their butts with a female. So swole Kirby. That's right. Girl power. But the only problem <laughs> is I've got pigtails. OK. And the pigtails keep on entering my body. <laughs> like, like graphic glitches like it'll be inside my shoulder it'll be inside my face hair physics are hard dude like, come on we give you one job hair man <laughs> I'm gonna have to finish the game so I can watch the credits and see who the hair man was so I can rage tweet at them or something <laughs> yeah I've been playing that and that's about it really nice Cool. Yeah, so let's get to the topic at hand. FNAF, as you've been calling it. Yeah, that's what everyone calls it. So Five Nights at Freddy's, the first game made by Scott Cawthon, came out on August 8th, 2014, almost at the 10-year mark. Just shy of 10, well, a year shy of 10 years. 
And boy, I don't know if Scott knew how much he would change the world with this one game that Danny didn't even play. It's world changing. (laughs) Well, I think I would have been scared to death at my age of when this game came out. I remember playing it originally on my Kindle Fire. I I don't know why I played it on my Kindle Fire. I think it was probably like on sale. I had the first three games on that thing. I think I had some free like Kindle credits or something. Yeah. And I think you wanted the game. So that was probably the place to get it free or something. Nice. But somehow I ended up on on Steam. And as we as we loaded it up this time, it said amount of time played. What was it like 30 minutes? It was like 23 minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> and last time played was 2015. Wow. So that's yeah. how long I lasted in this game back then. <laughs> It's scary. Oh, At my age, it was too scary. <laughs> I got a solid 11 minutes. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure everybody knows what Five Nights at Freddy's is, but if you don't, it's a cute little horror game where you are a security guard at a Chuck E. Cheese-esque franchise that has closed down for mysterious reasons. Children have gone missing. Um... And you have to watch the animatronics and make sure they don't do anything weird. Um, Spoiler alert, they do weird things, um, like try to kill you. Um, And so you just have to survive the night, watch how much energy you're using, and watch the cameras and stuff. And that's the first game. Survive five nights. You get your paycheck and you get fired. I don't know if it's so much they try to kill you. Or they actually succeed at killing you. Yeah, they, they definitely succeed at killing you if you aren't good. <laughs> Let's talk about the game mechanic real quick because I was thinking okay. about this. Like from a, a developer stance, the game mechanic is, is fairly simple. And that's that's not taking anything away from, from the game. But fairly simple, right? You got a couple screens. Mm-hmm. You can click on a couple things. Mm-hmm. And so, so that, that part is, is easy. You but can honk Freddy's nose. And you can honk Freddy's <laughs> nose. But what I'm impressed about is for, for lack of better terms, the AI behind yeah, like what's happening. So there must've been just an absolute butt ton of, of play testing to get the balance right. Right. Yeah. To right. Make it not too easy and not too hard. Because we've got our, our first um, our first line of characters in the first game is Freddy, of course, Freddy Fazbear. We've got Chica, the chicken. We've got Foxy the fox and Bonnie the rabbit. And they all do different things. Um, and then they also all do different things depending on which night it is. They become more active as the nights go on, you know, come out earlier and stuff. Um, so it is really cool seeing how much like AI there is like Chica does something different than, than Bonnie and Freddie. I don't even know what Freddie does. He comes out when you lose power, I guess. Um, but it's cool. You just, you get to really enjoy these characters and it's cool how they all have different personalities. Like Chica just goes in the kitchen and just rummages around and that's, that's Chica. That's what she do. But the, the jump scaring Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty traumatizing. Oh, definitely. That's the best part. And 
I could tell when we were playing it just the other day mm-hmm. as a as a bystander, not too bad. But right. watching you as the one with the mouse in your hand, <laughs> like you were very much affected by any time that you got killed. Yeah. I I would have beaten the game if it weren't for wireless mouse and keyboard connected to the TV. <laughs> Playing, playing, on a, playing on a box in my lap. <laughs> playing on a box, yeah. A board game box. Yeah. Which was glossy, so not exactly the best surface for a, a wireless yeah. mouse. But, yeah, I, I made it to Night 5, tried Night 5 a couple of times, and then decided, let's give FNAF 2 a try. So, we played FNAF 2 a little bit, which adds a couple more mechanics. Um Pretty pretty cool to see like the same game basically, but with like what changes they decided to make. Um, you know, you've got the addition of the um, wind up music box that brings the the puppet away from you. You've got vents now instead of doors in the hallway down the middle, um, but there are no doors. Instead, you have a Freddy mask that you put on when the animatronics come to you. So it's it's interesting to see how they changed that game. Um, and it's also interesting story-wise because, you know, you've got... There's no tutorial in these games. You've got phone calls every night telling you, you know, what to do. Like, that is your tutorial. You listen to a guy talk while you try to survive. Um, and it's funny because FNAF 2 is confirmed or just very pretty much confirmed through the, through the theorists that it, it is a, a prequel to FNAF 1. Um, but it's funny how they, you know, they still have to tell you that it's, hey, look, you've got no doors, haha, because it's... You know, you'd think it's a, a sequel, but it's it's not. And it's cool how they tell the story while also explaining the game. Did you get to play any of the second one, Danny? I did not. But I watched I watched some Markiplier on game two. So that's it? Only game one and two? Yep. Okay. I did play some VR version, though, at a friend's house. But I didn't play, like, the original game. It was, like... FNAF VR. Yeah. And it had, like, a mode where you had to, like, fix one of the animatronics. Oh, yeah. And so you're, like, trying to, like, pull his eye out and put it back in place. And if you mess up by an inch, like, he eats your face off. And so Mm -hmm. that one was really fun. It's it's definitely scary because you don't know when they're about to eat your face off. And <laughs> it, it's all up to you if you can do it correctly or not. And it's right in your face. Yeah. In the Green VR right headset. <laughs> so I think that that's a really cool addition. Um, I think in one of the Markiplier videos, he said, like, this game would be really scary in VR. And then they had one. <laughs> It's funny. I mean, I don't know if this game would have been as popular as it was if it wasn't for, you know, for one Markiplier playing it and because he plays a lot of indie horror games. 
um, but also a lot of theories. Like with a game like this, you've got a little bit of a story. Like the whole story in the first game was just like, there's kids that are missing. And what do we, what do we as humans do with kids that are missing? We make theories about it. What happened to these kids? Where are they? Why are they missing? So I think the, the community definitely is like responsible for FNAF becoming as big as it is. Like the was, community is just insane. Was Markiplier famous before he did yeah. FNAF? What, what did he play before that? I don't know what he got popular playing, but was it Minecraft. Was Minecraft? I don't think he. Playing. I don't think he was a big Minecraft person. He he played a lot of different games, kind of like PewDiePie. Yeah. Um, but I think FNAF also it was a it was a good a good relationship for both Five Nights at Freddy's and Markiplier because he got pretty famous from that also. Cool. I remember playing that first that that 23 minutes or whatever yeah i remember i had i had it on the laptop and it was on the kitchen table in our old place and i remember that 23 minutes and i remember like (laughs) saying nope i'm done but i didn't understand the game like i must not have understood the tutorial because watching you play like you understood the the power you know when you use the cameras the power drains down if you close the doors the power really drains down I don't think I understood that, so I'm I'm pretty sure the lights were going out like constantly on me, probably. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I did not make it very far into that game. Nice, yeah. I mean, definitely, I had an advantage of walking, uh, watching every single Markiplier video, playing Five Nights at Freddy's. But also, one thing I noticed, and I think this, I think this also is more of a thing in later games, but sound cues are very important. Um, Like in FNAF 4, which is the one where you're in the bedroom, that one has, you need to listen to it with headphones on because you've got left sounds and right sounds. And it's, it's crazy how that becomes such a important um, mechanic in the game. Yeah, that makes sense. It was a little bit of that, but it was hard on the TV. <laughs> like, I hear footsteps, but which which footsteps are they? Right. Are they Chica? Are they Bonnie? Is Foxy running were, down the hall right now? <laughs> and you were sitting on the right side of the TV, so everything sounded like it was on the right side, probably. Chica I also guess. was going crazy. Like, Bonnie came at me, like, once or twice, but Chica was at my door every day at, like, 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah, she's funny. She just stands at the window with her let's eat. Hi. Bib on. You want a <laughs> cupcake? <laughs> so what about the movie? We saw the movie. At least Amber and I got to see the movie. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, a, a departure from the games for sure. Um, concept overall the same. Um, I think it's supposed to be based more on the original trilogy of books because like I said, there are books. Um, there's a lot of them, probably more books than there are games. Um, but it was still really enjoyable. I've seen nothing but good reviews on TikTok. Um, unfortunately, I don't think the critics agree, critics agree as much, but they just don't understand. <laughs> they will Which never old white understand. Dudes probably. 
Um, but yeah, I thought it was really cute. Um, on, honestly, yeah, I thought it was a cute movie. <laughs> I don't think you'd expect me to describe a, a horror movie as cute, but it was. Yeah, I didn't know any of the lore or anything before mm-hmm. watching it. And I thought overall the story was pretty good. I thought it had a pretty good story arc to it and kind of a predictable like outcome if you will but yeah but still good i mean definitely predictable for me i mean you you get matthew lillard one of the most iconic horror movie villains from scream and he's signed on to this movie for three years or for three movies like I wonder what he's going to be. <laughs> I wonder I wonder who he's going to play. I in preparation for this episode and the movie, I tried to watch a FNAF lore in 10 minutes video and oh God. I did not understand it. I realized this is like 10 years of lore that I have not kept up with and I have no idea what's going on. But yeah do do, as someone who knows like the lore and stuff is there like easter eggs and stuff that you caught on to in the movie yeah oh definitely um i mean the whole opening credit sequence is in that like retro video game style which is the style of the mini games in Mm -hmm. in the um i don't know fnaf 3 fnaf 4 i forget which one the mini games are in but also, just, like, little references here and there to, like, like one of the characters had a Midnight Motorist shirt on, and that's also a reference to the, the mini-games. So, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot, a lot of videos like that on, on TikTok. Some people are making some stretches. Like, okay, that, yeah, there, there <laughs> is a box there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, I have been keeping up with mostly just MatPat's theories on the game um, since the game came out. Um, and I tried to show you his uh, timeline, his ultimate timeline, which he does more as a narrative um, and less as like his theories. Um, oh, that was so Matt Pat that yeah. we were watching? Yeah. The FNAF history and... In- Three hours. Yeah. <laughs> it was three hours long. The ultimate timeline. It, it was like an hour and a half, I think. It's a <laughs> it's a four part video series. Uh yeah. So Danny, I suggest you watch that. I mean gotcha. even not knowing any of the lore, it like I don't know, it's it's more comprehensive than probably that ten minute video you watched, but it's yeah. still a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah maybe an hour and a half long, but it's three hours of information because that dude talks. <laughs> he do talk fast. <laughs> like, he's got like machine gun mouth. <laughs> Put it on 0.75 speed. You'll be chilling. <laughs> Did you read any of the books? I've not read any of the books, no. Um, they did make a graphic novel based on the original trilogy. I think it's called The, the Silver Eyes trilogy or something like that um and it's about the like founders of freddy fazbear's and their kids and stuff Hmm. um 
And it, it outlines more of a Henry Emily versus William Afton as the two co-founders. Um, William Afton going and being a big murder boy. So that's, that's what I think the movies are based more on. Um, but even then, like in the, in the book, the main character is Charlie, who's Henry, Will- Henry Emily's daughter, but she's not in the movie. So I don't know. They're mm-hmm. they're making some interesting choices over there, but still a good movie. Sometimes you wonder if they purposely, you know, stray. Like when you think about something like Game of Thrones, the first season was identical to the first book, but eventually they had to stray, not because they were running out of material, but because people Everybody were knew it. people knew, yeah, people knew like the entire season before it even started. So Yeah. So I wonder how much of that is goes into the, the drawing board for a movie like this. I think people were hoping that the movies would be a basically confirm the theories that have been happening. Um, you know, the the common theories and and stuff, but they're not doing that. Or maybe they are and we're just bad at theorizing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's possibly part of it. Cool. Well, anything else about Five Nights at Freddy's before we close this episode out? Are they coming up with any new games? They just had a DLC released for Security Breach. And Security Breach, that is a video game. Like, I know, like... A lot of the games have been, you know, you sit still in a room and you watch cameras. But Security Breach is a full-on, like, open world exploration. I mean, open open mall. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, they just released a, a DLC for that game. And I watched Mark play it, and it was really cool. Um, it's, it's, they, they know what they're doing over there. They know how That's to make cool. video games, even though Security Breach, when it came out, was very buggy. Like you couldn't even save the game. I think. Um, <laughs> but every game is buggy when it comes out. Yeah. Even AAA games are buggy when they come out. <laughs> well, cool. Well, let's go ahead and stop here, and then maybe every Halloween we can come back and revisit. A couple more games. So okay. We covered, we covered our little bit of experience with one and two. Maybe we can dive deeper into Freddy's nightmare. Wait, that's something else. Five fingers at Freddy's is what mom called it. Yeah. Five fingers. <laughs> it's funny. I was watching TikToks and it's like, what does your mom call the five nights at Freddy's? <laughs> and they're like, all kinds of crazy combination of like Friday nights at Freddy's and (laughs) (laughs) it's funny. Cool. Let's wrap this episode up by saying thank you for listening. Have a happy and enjoyable and safe Halloween as you listen to this, hopefully Halloween morning and go out tonight and have some fun, get some candy, be safe out there. Check out our socials. Always something going on out there. Check out the YouTube channel. 
tell us what you're dressing up as if you're dressing up. Send us an email at podcast at familygeekery.com. And you know that email address better than I do. <laughs> that, that email at something email dot something. <laughs> yeah, but thank you as always for listening. And until next time, peace, peace out. out and, and geek out. out. Hor, 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 hey, I was going to do that. Is that Freddy Fazbear? Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.